Corvo, if only there was someone else I trusted to send, so that you could remain near. But there is no one else, and the Spymaster was right to insist that I send you. The plague has taken so many, and we must find a cure. When you are near, my heart is at peace. Emily and I will count the days until you return. Hurry home, and bring good news. This week on Internet Dragons TV, we tackle one of the best games of 2012, Dishonored. Steady hand. That's it. Watch it. Casting off line. Casting off. We're away. Take us straight to Dunwall Tower. Lord Corvo has news for the Empress, and we've come a long way. A long way to bring bad news. The sailors say there's a curse on us. Black magic. Superstition. For all we know, there's a cure for the plague by now. Maybe. We live in strange times. Sending the Empress's bodyguard away for a couple of months. That's unusual. Well, this was important. We need help with the rat plague. Hello and welcome to Internet Dragons TV. This is Roger coming to you on January the 22nd, Tuesday. We are going to be talking about Dishonored, like I said in the intro there. We're going to be talking about uh, a lot of the story behind it, just because we had so much fun playing this game. Now, whether or not we would consider it one of the best or the best game of 2012 will remain to be seen. We'll talk about that a little later on. But there's no doubt in our minds that it was one of the highlights of the year for damn sure. So, I've got only Vince with me this week, my co-host from uh, Comic Book Informer Podcast. You will want to check that out. We've got some fantastic episodes as of late. And Joe is actually taking this episode off. So, Vince, welcome to the show. And uh, I know that you really, really loved this game. When we were talking about it in comparison to The Walking Dead, it was kind of like, not quite sure. Like, Walking Dead kind of eked past it, but it was pretty damn tight. Yeah, and a lot of that, like I said, came down to just how great the actual gameplay was in Dishonored. Like on a story standpoint, of course, Walking Dead was head and shoulders above just about anything we've seen in the last several years. But the gameplay and the way the gameplay and the narrative wove together really made Dishonored very special. Well, I see. I, I, now, I'm, I'm not going to obviously shoot down The Walking Dead. The, 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 the gameplay, uh, sorry, not the gameplay, but the story in it is absolutely phenomenal. Now, that said, though, and and I've only played though the the ultimate as much chaos as is possible <laughs> version of this honor, <laughs> but the story in it like there's not a ton of it, but what is there is really solid and really well done. I thought that it was very tight. There's not a lot of you know a, a, a bunch of side quests. There are some, of course, but it's very tightly woven. And I really liked the story. I thought it was very well done. There's only a couple of points that I was a little iffy on. Uh, I don't know whether or not those would have been that much different when you were playing, but we'll get to that because, again, you did both sides. Yeah. So what, was it that good that it was like an immediate, as soon as you were done playing, start on the low chaos, or you had planned it from the get-go? Well, I had planned it from the get-go, but yeah, there was no break. <laughs> Jeez. It was finish, go to the bathroom, come back. 
<laughs> okay, so um, there's really not much point talking about, say, graphics and crap like that. The, the game looks phenomenal. <laughs> um, hey, listen, um, it, it, it looked good, but it was, I liked how they didn't try to make it ultra realistic. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was on, I don't want to say on par with, say, other Morrowind games um, in terms of, uh, of looks. It, it had its own style there was a there it it's not that it how do i explain it it's not that it was it was not ultra realistic because it, it because it didn't want to be it had that it had a very unique palette to it in terms of how it looked almost like a painting kind of thing at points i at least i found well, it's actually a really cool topic to bring up because do you ever watch the show uh, face off on sci-fi network no it's a show where they do um special effects makeup and it's a competition and one of the episodes they did last season was a Dishonored episode. Oh, really? They brought in concept art from the games. They brought in the game developers. And each of the makeup artists had to design a character that would fit into the Dishonored universe. That's And cool. they explained how each type of character has certain aesthetic elements that define it before they, you know, you even introduce to it. As soon as you see a character, you kind of know who they are, like the the thug type characters. They have, you know, the big burly arms, the barrel chests, the large jaws, the uh, the aristocrats. They're more like bird-like with the long noses and the thin necks. And it was really cool to see, you know, all the work they've done into visually telling the story. Yeah. And again, for it, not just inter- – it, it, there's no other way to, to, to compare it, for me at least, um, than comparing it to, to art because of just the look of it. It, it Again, I, I live with an artist, so the brushstrokes is something I, I notice more and things like that and how it applies to this game. And it it does – it has the different art style that looks more – for me at least, it looks like – an art style of say that period kind of thing. I really was, I, I really dug it a lot and uh, I played it on PC. So I had the, the graphics settings cranked way up and it just looked absolutely gorgeous. You played it on Xbox, right? I, even on Xbox, it looked great. Yeah. And it also ran well, which is, you know, very important. It had, it had such a smooth frame rate with that graphical style and all the cool stuff they were doing. Yeah. And then we can transition into the audio for it. Um, in terms of, Audio quality in terms of uh, sound effects and whatnot, creepy as shit when it needed to be. Um, very well done. Like I mean, it's you. You really. I played it with headphones on all the time, so it really puts you in whatever setting you were. Whether you were in the sewers or you were at say that party, um, whether you're climbing the freaking bridge because I took the high route there. I don't know about you. We'll get to that later. I took the high route. Man, you got wind whistling around. You got the guys talking all over. I, I was a little disappointed that they reused a lot of the canned conversations that are off screen kind of from people. But overall, Great. It wasn't quite Elder Scrolls level, at least. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, there was a lot of, do you think you'll get a promotion after yeah, what really? happened last night? Yeah, <laughs> yeah enough. Um, <laughs> but then you get the voice acting. Holy crapping hell. Voice acting in this was among the best I've ever heard. And like when I'd first heard that Susan Sarandon was going to be doing a role, and I was thinking, you know, a lot of respect for her acting skills, but I was thinking... Really, is that voice going to fit that well for any of the characters? Then you meet Granny Rags. Holy shit. Yeah, I don't think they could have cast anyone better in that role. <laughs> Creepy as all hell. 
and then basically just following her around just to hear everything that she's saying. Like it was just absolutely perfect casting. And then the dude from uh, Mad Men who did uh, Havelock. Um, but no, I thought that all of the voice acting was really absolutely amazing. And much like the character designs, they weren't going for, you know, not every character was like, you know, somebody you would meet on the streets. They had certain inflections in their voice that made the characters themselves larger than life. Like Havelock, you know, just this big booming voice and boisterous attitude, whereas guys like Piero, like he sounded like a little mousy scientist. And it was taken a little past what you know would be described as realistic and but not quite full cartoony and it, it exactly fit with the art style as well yeah no yeah, exactly it was just enough past that it made them easily definable um right down to samuel your go-to guy when you needed a ride so oh, no, man yeah. <laughs> uh and then of course you got I, the i have thoughts about samuel <laughs> not, not thoughts but <laughs> um the the theme as well soundtrack was great throughout. So yeah, no, I was I was very impressed with all of that. And then you get to the game mechanics, which I I didn't play it with a controller, so I don't know. So you'll have to tell me how well it handled with a controller. I played keyboard and mouse, which is how I prefer to play RPGs and stuff like that. Um, keyboard and mouse on my laptop, this handled so well. It it, it felt so natural. And then switching between. All of the the abilities, nice, easy, fast. So you could tell it was a console port. At least I believe it was a console port. If um, don't hate me if it wasn't, guys. Uh, but it sure as hell looked like it. But it was well done, and so I thought it handled absolutely fantastic on PC. What about on uh, the Xbox? I with the controller, it was great. I mean, the the only thing I was really missing from not having a keyboard was I could only have four hot squat hot skills at a time. Right. So I. I I can only quickly switch between, you know, my my pistol and my crossbow and stuff. So if I needed to possess a rat, I had to go into the radial menu. Yeah, well, that was the same thing with the the PC. Oh, but you only it, you only have four slots. Um, do, 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 do. how many did you have? Crap, I can't remember now. But yeah, I mean, no, you if, didn't if have if a lot. If I had six, I would have been okay. But <laughs> it I, was the same thing where you just had to hit the middle mouse button and mm-hmm. then choose whatever ability you want on the fly kind of thing. So I had to do a lot of that. But again, it was so easy that I didn't mind. It didn't bother me at all. Okay, so let's move on to the actual story then. So in this story, you are playing as Corvo, and he is actually one of the... What do you call him? One of the protectors, one of the... The the royal protector. Royal protectors, yeah, for the Empress. And so when you first start off the game, you are actually coming back. Does it even say where he was gone to? He was gone. He had gone overseas to help try and find a cure for the plague. Okay, right. So, yeah, that's obviously, if you're not familiar with the game, this Dunwall is gotten, like, overrun with the rat plague and so people are dying all over the place people have gone mad from being bitten it's it's chaos pretty much everywhere and i really like how they did that too and it has that nice old feeling from back in the day kind of thing throw in some nice steampunk in there for for fans of that which is pretty much everyone (laughs) and uh but no it has a really good nice feel to it so yeah when you, you you show back up at um at the uh, the Empress's 
palace, whatever you want to call it, and then you're going to meet her. And this is the first time that you meet Emily. And this is the little girl that throughout the game, the entire game is about, you know, rescuing her. Well, not the entire, but the majority of it, rescuing her. And so you get to play around with her if you want to, and you can do a side quest of a little hide and seek with her, which is not much just to get you used to your abilities and whatnot. And then you meet up with the the Empress. And then from there, she is almost immediately attacked once again, a little tutorial kind of thing to teach you how to fight. Um, but I like that. I like that they really ingrained the, the tutorials to teach you about the game as you are doing something that still has quite a bit of importance yeah. in the game. Yeah, it wasn't, you know, here's a simulation or, exactly. oh, hey, good morning. Can you look up at your ceiling real quick? Like, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, no, very well done. So then the Empress is killed and Emily is kidnapped and you are blamed for it. So right from the get-go, you are turned into the bad guy and taken off to to jail. Now, once you're in jail, then you like, have... Can I, before we get to yeah, jail, yeah, can I ahead. just say, as soon as they met Emily, I it felt like one of those game moments of... They're going to kill this little girl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, they want me to, to fall in love with this charming little girl, and then they're going to kill her. <laughs> this is Clementine all over again. The, the, this, I've, I've read this story before plenty of times. Yeah, I did. It was one of those things um, where I did find... And it's probably because we were playing it at the same time because they were both nominated. Um, how... The, the the similarities in terms of the characters and with The Walking Dead. Again, you've got the main character that is charged with taking care of the younger little girl. In this case here, he loses her and then he has to go and find her and then try to take care of her. Whereas with The Walking Dead, he's taking care of her the entire time. But they both work off of that same parental fatherly kind of instinct that we have to take care of the young. If you say so. Yeah, you got none of that. (laughs) Father of the Year award goes to. So anyway, so then you're stuck in jail. Now, at this point, this is where you have to decide as well if you're going to take the low chaos or high chaos route (laughs) and whether you're going to be just killing everything in sight or if you're going to try to go the pacifist route. And they don't make it easy for you. If you want to go pacifist, because that's why I ended up going yeah. killer the first time. Because I, <laughs> I, I actually completely screwed up the button presses for the first chokehold, and like I was like, okay, well, I, I killed one person, and oh crap, they saw me. It's like by the time I, I was like, oh, should I start over? I was like, no, I'm just gonna go with this. Well, it's not just that; it's a they made it harder, which you have to, of course. It can't just be easier to stealth path past everybody, or to you know take them out with sleep darts they have to make it harder because otherwise why do it but it's it's also harder just because they made it so much fun to kill everybody (laughs) if you go the murderous route you can have a lot of fun (laughs) like they they're giving you a bevy of tools to play with here with which to completely kill maim murder you name it so it didn't take long for me to decide I I was going to have me some fun. And in terms of like, again, you put yourself in the character's mindset to quote unquote RP it a little. um, It's really not hard to decide that these guys are going to pay for what they did kind of thing. And that's the mentality I went into it. These are bad men. I'm only killing really bad men. They did. Well, maybe a couple of hookers. (laughs) 
from that <laughs> from the golden gate but they were in the way and they wouldn't shut up and maybe and, a couple and, and of some maids or disease ridden fools well, in the was, sewer yeah those two and there was a couple of maids too that were just not shutting up at that party but other than that they were all bad people <laughs> um so so how much harder did you find it then like from the get go going the pacifist route on your second playthrough Really, the only difficulty I had throughout the game going either path was like near the end, like around like when you're in the bridge and stuff uh, or assaulting. What is it? The fortress at the end. Like there there was just they throw a lot of stuff at you. Yeah, (laughs) no kidding. You you have the overseers with their little music boxes. You can't use your powers. Jesus, those bastards. (laughs) but, But what really got me was near the end. Everybody has a gun, and those friggin' things hurt. <laughs> like, it is it, it, like going through, it was like, okay, this guy's got a gun, take him out, or you know, shoot him before you can shoot me. But then all of a sudden, you're like five guys pointing guns at you. It, it was a little difficult and had to replay a couple battles over and over again before I got it quite right. So obviously you're escaping from jail. You are uh, you're setting a bomb to go off. You got to find uh what are you you're finding a letter and a key to your cell and your um there's some guys there are some guards that you can take off if you want to the whole point being to get the hell out and this is when you first meet samuel who's got his ship and apparently there's only one <laughs> he is if you want to ride somewhere you're going with sam <laughs> <laughs> and he is one of the loyalists and um did you how much of a big deal did you make about the safes all over the place? Because that's one of the things in this game, again, if for folks who haven't played it or read up much on it, there's safes in various places. And uh, depending on, like, you got to ask different people, you got to do a whole bunch of different things to get the combination. Or you can do like I did and just go online <laughs> <laughs> and find it. Because I ain't got time to go. <laughs> I can't remember which one it was, but there was one of them that I didn't find out what the combination was until, like, much later on and this dude tells me and it was like screw that shit i opened that i sold your stuff three weeks ago but you're you're, you're probably talking about the uh artist's house right (laughs) i think so yeah was it the artist's house and then uh at the end the freaking not the 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 very end but uh yes i know which one you're talking about and and those two infuriated me because i went looking everywhere and i was like i I finally had to give up. But then when I came through again on my uh, low chaos playthrough, I found him immediately because just that that uh, that way of playing through, you find them naturally <laughs> instead well, of having to yeah, dig really. all over. See, I because I was doing the um, the 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 art, uh, the art dealer's house. <laughs> out right, of we'll, we'll come back to it when we get to the, the house of pleasure, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, I did it out of context because or out of timeline because. I decided at one point I'm just going to kind of bounce around and have fun. I mean, by by then I'd gotten blank. So I'm like going all over the damn place, bouncing all over. And that's when I really started having fun with with massacring guards because I'd blink down and then blink back up again. (laughs) And then I decided to go into, oh, here's a house. Let's go in. And that's when I found the safe. So that's just for me kind of going wherever the hell I wanted. And that's one of the things that I liked about this game, too, is that there was an open world feel to it but there were still enough restrictions that it wasn't like you know a Morrowind or an Oblivion wherein you can get 
lots of Man, I'm, I'm dating myself. I'm not even using the newest freaking game. <laughs> yeah, <I'm just> <laughs> <laughs> but um, where you can get just absolutely lost because there's so much that it's then almost impossible to get back into your main storyline and get into it. Whereas with this, it was just enough openness that you can go have fun, kill about or do whatever you want and then still easily get back into the main storyline because overall it is quite a linear quest line. More importantly, you know, you're going around having fun usually leads to new and interesting ways you can approach that main storyline. Yeah. You know, it, it, what was it? They were talking about uh, when Arcane was talking about how so many players just run up to the front door and murder everybody because that's the simplest thing. And, you know, they, they designed all these amazing options into the game that honestly the vast majority of players aren't going to see because they're not going to take the time to find them. So at, at every time i got to a new place i was exploring every nook and cranny you know oh what's cool what's over here oh what's over there and finding like when it finally came time like okay let me progress all right which one of these nine ways that i found in do i want to use now yeah i tried to avoid the easiest go through the front door for a lot of different things just because i i really enjoyed taking the high routes everywhere I was oh, like blinking yeah. up onto as high as places I could and going in from there and then down towards whatever I needed to do. So, but I was still killing everybody. <laughs> okay, so anyways, you're on the ship with Samuel. Now you're heading to f- meet the the rest of the loyalists, as they call themselves, the ones that are fighting the oppressed oppression from the government and, and, and whatnot. So here you're going to meet a couple of the main characters who are Havelock and um, Pendleton. And um, Pendleton is related to some guys you're going to have to deal with later on. He's more of the royalty kind of thing. Um, and then Havelock is from the, the, the what is he, from the guards? What would you call him? He's a, he's, military, he was a naval admiral. Yeah. And then you also meet Piero, and he is the one who actually keeps you stocked up with all of your... Um, your gizmos and your weapons, your ammunition, everything that you need like that. And you also can sell stuff to him and whatnot. Um, the characters, once again, the the voice acting is phenomenal. They're each very distinct. Um, I, again, it's I don't know that I can say much more about how good I thought the characterization was throughout all of this. Not only the main loyalists, but, you know, their little supporting cast, uh, Callista, the nursemaid, and even, you know, the the bartenders and stuff. If you took the time and caught, like, a lot of the little conversations they had on the side, those characters were very well-developed. Well, geez, even to the point where later on in the story, again, it's it pays to wander around and just randomly talk to people or look at what they're doing. You can follow Piero. Oh, my God. Who's peeking through the keyhole at, was it Callista? I think it I think was, it was Callista. Callista, yeah. yeah. Who's having a bath. And then he kind of like sheepishly says after how, you know, he's lonely and some of that. He's just like, I, I was uh, working on a new locking mechanism. and blah. Yeah, <laughs> like, but afterwards he says something too. Yeah, like he just keep, he basically talks himself into it, a yeah, hole yeah, he I does. was spying on. <laughs> but then you can go and talk to her as well. Did you go in after? No, oh, I just looked through the keyhole. Screw that. I went in. <laughs> <laughs> and you have the option. You can either tell her that he's been spying on you or there's another option. So you can either rat him out or not. I didn't rat I, him. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah, so all these little things. And then she eventually tells you, like, get out I'm having a bath. <laughs> and if you hang around and try to talk to her again, she'll tell, get out. 
<laughs> so water out. I even closed the door as I left. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's all these little things like that throughout. Um, there's only one character that I wasn't as crazy about, and that is the outsider whom you meet in this chapter. And he's the guy who essentially gives you your powers, Blink and and the other ones that you pick up later on as you, you amass ruins. And I know what they were trying to do. I mean, it's, he's not supposed to be as personable and as, you know, approachable and things like that. He's supposed to sound a little aloof, but he's the only one that I actually found the voice acting a little off with. And it's hard to say if it was off on purpose because he's this otherworldly being or if it's just that the casting was a little off. I honestly, like, yeah, it, it he was the weakest, at least, like, memory-wise. Like, you know, I, I remembered the name of the freaking nurse, but I can't, you know, the outsider, like, I could barely remember his face, like, thinking back on it. Although I, I did like how he was the one mechanic in the game that would question Corvo. And, you know, are, are you, how much do you trust these people you're working for? You know, do you really want to go down this path and stuff like that? So it, it just, I think it could have been executed a little better as well. So you get your powers from him. Um, it's kind of like this imaginary world where there's floating platforms and different things like that. I kind of thought it fit. I, I it wasn't. Yeah. I I, I kind of dug it. A lot of those, it's hard to get that right. Some games don't get it right, and the way that they still mixed in pieces of his world, that, but only that was pieces, important. Yeah. I I really I kind of thought it was actually pretty cool. So from there now, you're heading over because you're told you have to go assassinate the High Overseer, High Overseer Campbell. And um, this is your first chance to, like, this, you're either causing a lot of mayhem here because there's a whole lot of <laughs> There's guards, no in-between. <laughs> or you are doing no damage at all, which I'm thinking it probably took you a hell of a lot longer to get through this chapter if on your low chaos. Actually, no. Really? Because wow. I played like since I played High Chaos first, I kind of figured a few things out. Like uh, High Chaos, I came in and like through the through the kennels. So I mean that was just slaughtering left and right. There's dogs all over the place. It was it was disastrous. But on my second time through, like I found a path through the rooftops. I snuck in through a window. It was hilarious. Like a guard walked by the window, so I choked him out, pulled him outside, and laid him down on the window ledge. Then another one walked. I had four guards like piled <laughs> up on this window ledge. <laughs> But especially there, like they design it like since it's so early in the game, they designed it to be easy. Like you can go through almost the entire uh, fortress, whatever it's called. I forget. But you can go go through almost the entire thing by just staying on top of the lamps along the ceiling. And then almost every room that you need to get into, there's a a vent just above the door that you can crawl through. So especially that early in the game, it was very easy to do as a low chaos. Okay, I just went in and slaughtered everybody i did enjoy again one of the mechanics that they did was looking through keyholes and i i mm. really did that damn near everywhere i could just the be- freaking guards turning around yeah <laughs> um just because it is a, a nice mechanic to get and like i mean they put a lot of attention to detail in getting the voice acting for the people in behind those doors and it was like 
I wanted to hear what they had to say. And especially there before you entered, if you listened at the door, you saw some higher up talking to um, three guys below him. And really, it, it was just this fan. It sucked me. I kept waiting for someone to stab me in the back. <laughs> Who's this looking through the keyhole? Stabity, stabity kind of thing. Um, but no, it was, I, I made sure to listen to all of it. And then this as well is where you can go and meet Granny Rags for the first time. And like I said, I just thought she was fantastic. Now, that being said, I actually didn't do the side quest for her because I couldn't figure out how and she didn't want to give them to me. So I just kind (laughs) of... I I did... I did all of her stuff on my high chaos. I actually got the achievement for completing all her stuff. Damn it. See, I didn't. I just... I listened to everything she had to say. I tried to talk to her over and over again, but... I, there was no quest. There was nothing that was given. So I just eventually I just I think left. I might know why. Okay. Judging from how you're talking about your play style, you killed everybody outside of her apartment before you went in, didn't you? I probably, yeah. So those are because the people they, that I, I would I have had back, to kill. I found a back door in and she talks to me. She's like, can you go, can, can you please go chase off those suitors uh, at my front door? And okay. then I walked out there. I killed them all. And she's like, oh, thanks. Here's a rune. Oh, <laughs> and and continued from there. Okay, so that explains it. Yeah, because I so just... You, yeah, her stuff was nuts. Like, you actually had to go into the distillery where the uh, gang was making their knockoff uh, potions and poison it. <laughs> yeah. So, like, yeah, you're going to kill off the whole gang, but you're kind of also going to kill everybody who takes the knockoff potions, too. <laughs> See, I, I read up on it, but it was like... I didn't get a chance to do any of that. I stole all her crap. <laughs> I ate all of her food. <laughs> and then I listened to her stories, which were just awesome. And once again, Susan Sarandon did such an amazing job with the voice acting. Now, here as well, as you get into the fortress again, whatever you want to call it, the High Overseer's Fortress, um, you have the option of also saving Captain Kurnow. Now, he is the uncle or the... What is he? How is he related to one of the... Is it... I think he's Callista's uncle. Callista, yeah, that's what I thought as well. So you can save him if you want. Now, by this point, I'd been kind of bouncing around all over the damn place with my little go rip off the yard dealer and all that. I'd forgotten to save him. So when I saw him and he was like having his drink and then dies, I was like, oh, crap, <laughs> oh, I think yeah. I was supposed to save you, buddy. <laughs> oh, well, sorry. <laughs> See, that that's another one of those cool, you know, branching points because... Well, first of all, we'll go with the high chaos stuff, you know, to kill the high overseer. I snuck in there and I switched the glasses. So the high overseer drinks the poison, drops dead. Mission accomplished. Oh, dude. <laughs> but then the second time through, I wanted to do it the, the, the low chaos way. And to do that, basically, you have to brand the high overseer, which makes him an outcast among the church and nobody will ever trust him. So I get into the room and I smash the glasses. So the high overseer is like, oh, what happened here? You know, blah, blah, blah. It's like, it's okay. I have some of the good stuff downstairs. And it was so cool. Like I followed them throughout the entire fortress as high overseer goes like to the secret panel in the wall and unlocks his den where he's got, you know, oh, every dude, that sounds vice <laughs> and known to man talk about, you know, visiting the pleasure palace and testing the girls and gold everywhere, booze. And like, as he's, he, he talks to the captain and he's like, hey, check out this painting here. What do you think of it? And as he's describing the painting, you see him pull the pistol out of his belt, load it, point it at the back of his head. And at that point, I sleep darted him. <laughs> and the captain walks out. He's like, technically, that was illegal, but I'll let it slide. <laughs> <now."> <laughs> Actually, you know what? I saw 
that space that you're talking about, I believe, because there's a ruin inside of a glass container, yes. is it not? Yeah, see, you can get there um, without them just by looking all over the damn place, which yeah, is that, what that I did. drove me insane my first time through because I had the heart out and I was like standing on top of it. I was like, where are you? <laughs> I never found it my first time through. So yeah, no, I saw that place. I ripped off everything that was in there, but, uh, but no, I didn't. And your way sounds a hell of a lot better. Okay. Now from there, once you take care of that, you head back to the loyalists again. So you got to get used to that back and forth to the, the hounds pit. What is it? Hound pits? The Hound's Pits yeah, Hound's Bar Pit or whatever. Pub. Yeah. And uh, so you go back over there. Now, the, you're just going into the, the the sewers for Havelock, which is not a big deal, but it gives you your first uh, intro to the Weepers because I think it, up until here, mm-hmm. we haven't seen them yet. And it's I think the quest was actually called Meet the Weepers. Yeah. So they're basically people who've been bitten by the rats, but they're not completely... They're, 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 they're just bleeding out their yeah, eyes. they're not doing well. Um and this is also where you find out more about the Pendleton twins. Now, these are the brothers to, um, what's his name, uh, Trevor. and But they, they, they is bad. So you know that you're eventually going to have to be taking care of them as well. And then you also find out that Emily is at the Golden Cat, which is where you want to take all the kids. <laughs> you know, it's fun <laughs> fun for all ages. Um, so then you have to make your way over to there. So the Golden Cat is basically a brothel. And... There's a bunch of different ways that you can do this. Once again, like they said, they'll give you a bunch of different ways to accomplish the same goal. And here you can either go the direct route or you can go through um, slack draw. And there's a bunch of different things that you can do there. It's uh, within this chapter too is when you are supposed to be going to the art dealer's house. <laughs> and I did it again kind of thing. So some stuff. Did, did you actually find the correct way to get the combination to the art dealer's safe yeah but i didn't until much later by then where, by the time where he, he was in the in the uh special room yeah 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 <laughs> okay yeah. i just kept shocking him and then, oh yeah that was that was hilarious yeah so because you you find the art dealer and he is strapped to a chair with a blindfold and like electrical currents and everything <laughs> and you, so just a little bit darling he thinks you're one of the the, the whores there and so, but you, he, he wants the pain. And then as you're, you're zapping him, he's, he's telling you truths about different things, which again, man, the voice acting was phenomenal. And you're listening. And as he's telling me more stuff, I'm just pressing the button and I'm pressing <laughs> it again. And, and then he gives you, when he figures out that you're not this, this, his regular, um, he gives you the combination and I'm thinking, Dude, I already ripped off your safe. I got all your stuff. I got your paintings. There's nothing you can give me. Press the button again. So I, I actually killed him. Uh, now, what's hilarious was going through the whole quest line because you were actually retrieving the um, the code for Slackjaw. Yeah. So if you gave Slackjaw the, the numbers to the safe, then he would take care of the Pendletons for you. Yeah. You know, you know, at, you know, on the sly. So you know, your hands are clean, and you, know, you basically just well, he's giving you the low chaos route. Yeah. So <laughs> there's what I did was I went 
ripped off the safe, robbed everything out of the place, and then gave Slackjaw the combination. See, I wanted to take care of the Pendletons, so I didn't bother giving him. He 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 gave me the option. I said I did it both ways. Yeah, yeah. So, but no, I by that time I'd already done that. That 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 the the House of Pleasure is something else, boy. There's multiple levels to go through. There's a bunch of guys. I would not want to do it low chaos just because there were so many guys there. It was there. very difficult. Yeah, I can I mean, only I'm not going to lie. So, because, and, <laughs> but, and, and but, even the whores are giving you a hard time because they're screaming out as they're seeing you sometimes and drawing yeah. attention. So it's like, oh my God, no, that's ridiculous. As far as the Pendletons themselves, you, I mean, I'm assuming you roasted the guy in the steam room, right? <gasps> yeah, well, the, and, and once again, it's fun to look through the the keyhole to hear him talking to. I, I did feel a little bad about the prostitute that was in there with him for I, a second. I, you know what? I'm Maybe trying to less. remember if I killed her or not. She was locked in there. No, 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 no. You, no, I sorry, I didn't do what you did. You, I know what you did. You uh, raised the uh, the temperature. The, the yeah, thing. I, I no, raised the pressure. No, I didn't. I opened the door and I shot him. Alive. No, I opened the door and I shot him, and I left her there. Oh. So no, I didn't do that. Yeah, I, I locked the door and I just cranked up the pressure oh, and that's roasted them like a lobster. Did you watch it through the keyhole? As yes. It was I, oh, dude, I, that is through awesome. the porthole, yes. <laughs> now, the other Pendleton brother, I couldn't find a creative way to kill him. I just ended up climbing through the window and fighting 50,000 guards to kill him. Which, okay, where was he again? I'm trying to remember. He was in I with, remember, uh, yes, one of the yeah, girls. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah, like, yeah. oh, yes, you need yeah. to wear the black wig and the purple dress yeah, and this yeah. and that. Like, I stood around forever, like, waiting for a cool opportunity to do something. And then he just looked out the window and saw me out there like a creeper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just went in and killed him. And I left yeah. I left her alive. Uh, and, like, I, I've seen video of, like, a creative way to kill him. I just don't know how to do it <laughs> or, like, what happens. But the, I saw, like, a brief... I think it was somebody's review of it, and it was like just a brief moment of like some really cool stuff happening. I was like, "Oh, I, I didn't. I have no idea how to do it." <laughs> this is also a, a really great section, um, like a, a chapter, just because the uh, it gave you a chance also to bounce around a lot and see different things. If you used your blink and kind of went up and down in different places before you got to the Golden Cat, you um, you could find some apartments that were empty that you can go into. And again, talking to the atmosphere in the game, there were all of these apartments where, you know, bodies had been wrapped up and there's flies all over them. And then you've got journal entries because there's books all over the place so you can read these these journal entries like one of them was a woman who had been Mm -hmm. waiting with her family and the, the husband had died and then it was just her and the kids and then it's just her and one of the kids and then the other child dies and then she's by herself and um and then talking about how the guards are coming by to check on who's infected and who's not and then at one point they just stop coming and things like that so you can feel how I mean, the the desperation and the, the giving up and everything. I'll take it even one level farther. Like, I, I found that same room, and I was like, oh, man, that's kind of morbid. But then, like, on my second time through, I, you know, I went through the same room again because, hey, there was, you know, There's bread in there. There's a room there, too, isn't there? <laughs> and as I'm going through... Next to one of these small body bags, there's a teddy bear and a book of poems. Yeah, I'm like, you bastards. <laughs> <laughs> like, it wasn't enough reading the journal of this woman's entire family dying. No, now you got to, you know, throw sentimental objects in there. Yeah. And then there's other rooms too where you've got assassins that are living there and things like that. So, yeah, there's just, again, there is so much 
so much to explore and to to get a feel for. I mean, again, if you play just a quest line through, you can get through the game fairly fast. But man, if you explore every little nook and cranny, there was something to find. It felt like yeah, it wasn't. It was never busy work. It was never let's pad out the length of the game by you know putting some collectibles hidden in obscure corners. Like every obscure corner was there for a reason, and it just so happened to have something cool inside of it. Okay, so from there now you are uh, you go back. You find out that you have to go and get. Sokolov, Anton Sokolov, who is the royal physician. And um, basically you are... Piero's arch nemesis. Arch nemesis, yes. And his health potions are nowhere near as good. <laughs> um, and this is one where you have to cross this bridge, Caldwin's Bridge. And I know there's a whole bunch of different ways to do it. I tried a whole bunch of different ways as well because I was getting a little frustrated with the zappy bits <laughs> you know and i was possessing dogs i was possessing people i was trying to shoot everybody and finally i just gave up and i just went the high route and i just blinked across the entire top of it from start to finish and i just shot down at everybody you're still gonna die you bastards <laughs> and then i crossed through the top i don't know how you made it across my path was pretty much the same for both playthroughs like i stuck to the underside of the bridge and it was like, you know, oh, here's a little walkway here, a platform here, you know, distract the guards, especially in my low cast playthrough, because there are some points where you are out in the open. Like, it's a bridge over water. There's nowhere to hide. And, like, it actually bugged me because the game glitched out on me here a little bit. Like, the guards stopped patrolling. They just stayed there staring in one direction. Like, I tried reloading the game. My previous saves, I shut down the Xbox. It was just glitched out completely. So it actually made it a lot more difficult because the guard's never going to turn around and look the other way. <laughs> but, like, I, especially the the on my High Chaos playthrough, oh, it was a blast. I was going through, I was rewiring all the arc pylons so that they would zap the guards instead of me. Right. And then I would let them see me and come chase me through the arc pylon, <laughs> turn into a pile of ash. But, I mean, it, it was... It was all right. Like, did you find the, um, what's his name? The guy with the pearls, the, no, the prisoner? No, him I didn't find, no. I, I found him. He's like, follow me. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then he runs right into seven guards and gets killed. I was like, oh, <laughs> thanks. So, of course, there was no chance I have had of doing that on the low chaos playthrough. <laughs> so I was curious what the hell was at the end of the rainbow. <laughs> I didn't see that, no. I There were some guys talking off to the side. I listened to the conversation and then just shot them. Screw it. <laughs> I don't need you guys. <laughs> um, there's also a Pratchett safe there that you can get, which, again, combination. Screw it. I just go online. Um, and then there's also when you get to, you finally get, this is actually a really cool well, they're all cool, but this was, I really loved the level design here because I mean, you're, once you cross there, the, the bridge, which in and of itself was, was got a little tricky at points. Um, once you get inside of the building, then there's freaking guards everywhere. Those damn zappy things all over the place. Um, this is where, if you have put runes into possessing people came in super handy because then you just possess them go through the zappy thing and then when it wears off they're right in front of you so it's like <laughs> bloop <laughs> i hope you enjoyed that larynx because you're not gonna be needing it anymore <laughs> so so yeah um 
And then when you get to the top here, this was also, again, you, you, you get Sokolov from the roof. There's a woman in a cage that he's testing on, so you can free her. But then you're carrying him over your shoulder, and then you still got a crap load of people to fight. So here I am just tossing Sokolov on the ground. You wait <laughs> there, buddy. <laughs> Killing a whole uh, bunch of people. Pro tip, back. don't throw him too hard. Oh, okay. I didn't have that problem. <laughs> I bashed his head against the wall once. <laughs> It was a blood smear mission failed. I was like, oh. Oh, I didn't know that. No, I, no, me was always on the ground. Just toss him down. Go do whatever I have to do. Um, but yeah, so that was a tricky place too, because you got to be really careful and you got this guy on your freaking shoulder. I guess I just managed to find a good route through because both times I played that mission, once I got Sokolov, I was, I was out. Like I didn't even come across a guard. Like oh, there I was did. like one or two. It was like, oh, dodge here, dodge here, over the rooftop, down the bridge. And I, I was done. Like that was no challenge at all. No, I had, there was a bunch of them in one spot and it took me a few times to get them all. And, uh, just through the power of dumb luck, I circumvented everything. <laughs> yeah. See, I tried again, and I was trying different things too, because I'd shoot the whale barrels too that would explode beside them, but then only a few of them would die. And then they'd all come, and then you got a crap load of them on you. And they're coming from inside, even the ones that I hadn't killed. So I was like, you know, whatever. But, uh, but yeah, no, I didn't make, manage to make it out. And then you take him back with old Samuel again. And now the loyalists are interrogating him in the hound's pit in the freaking cage <laughs> with the slats controlling the rats. Now, there were two ways that you could do this. One is let the rats out on him to threaten him. And the other one was to actually, I read, I didn't do it. I don't know if you did, was to buy him some liquor and get him a little liquored up. And then he would tell you what you wanted to know. Yeah, I, of course, I did it both ways okay. just because. But the the liquor route is actually how you would naturally find Piero spying on Callista because oh. you have to go buy the liquor from him. Okay. Like, oh, he's not in his workshop. Where the hell is he? And oh, <laughs> there he is. Oh, that's hysterical. Okay, I didn't know that. And so, yeah, no, I just threaten him. I mean, I've done so much <laughs> by now. <laughs> Sicking rats on a scientist. <laughs> Okay. Nah, that's that's karma coming back to bite him in the ass. <laughs> so then he's telling you, because he's also an artist, that one of the Lord Regents, and he's the one who's the big baddie in the game, uh, one of his biggest benefactors is this Lady Boyle. Now, he knows that Lady Boyle uh, throws a party and this and that, and you can go there and basically assassinate her or take care of her. Um, but he doesn't know what she looks like. So I'm going to actually let you tackle this one because you apparently had so much fun with this. <laughs> Not that I did, but you really liked this one. Yeah, it, it was really fun. Um, just before you even get to the party, this was one of those missions that had so many different ways you could get in. Like on my first time through, I actually managed to sneak around the one side and get through. And I ended up actually coming out through the guard quarters. And I was like, oh, crap, I'm, what, am I OK? But they said, Leo, neutral. <laughs> You're in neutral territory. Don't do anything stupid. And I was like, OK, because I was literally walking out of the guards barracks into the party. But well, I guess once I was there, they assumed I was supposed to be there. Yeah. But the other way was um, when I was working for Slackjaw and I told you I robbed the safe and everything inside the artist's safe room, he actually had an invitation to the party. So I worked my way around the other way to the front entrance and, you know, the guards were still trying to kill me until I got there. But then once I got there, I just literally walked in the front door. They're like, oh, my God, that's such a great mask. You're just like the guy on the wanted posters. It's so <laughs> awesome. Or, or and, But 
it's cool like because following that path i then found two completely different ways <laughs> because like there's this stupid woman who like drops her said she dropped her uh invitation in, in the sewer and he's like oh we're not going to go to the sewer to pick it up they'll let us in they know who we are and of course they couldn't get into the party <laughs> and then like all these people it was hilarious i stood outside this party for must have been 10 minutes just listening to the conversations like these you know these two women who are talking you know terribly about this other woman who's running late and just the the, the stuck up personalities of you know the upper class and the civilization that's falling apart at the seams people are dying in the streets and yet they're having this fantastic party and not a care in the world and the absolute worst thing anybody could do is wear an ugly dress to the ball like it was so perfect from all the character and world building yeah no i agree i actually tried a couple of different ways to get in but i was having a a hell of a time getting past the freaking giant Yes, stilted dudes, the, the stilt walkers, oh, I hate tall boys, those bastards. So I wound up. I, I did a lot of blinking and just uh, kind of blinked past them, and then I went in by climb by by blinking over the the massive fence that was around, and at that point I could just walk right in. So it wasn't it wasn't hard at all once I got past. But to get past was oh, yeah, those tall boys were no joke. Oh, they were a pain in the ass. They were terrible. Um, did you deal with uh, Lord Shaw once you got to the uh, inside or not inside, but right to the front? <laughs> Pendleton. <laughs> so before you leave, Pendleton has a little job for you. He gives you a note. He's like, "Give this to Lord Shaw," and you're like, "Oh, okay, sure. I could deliver a friggin' note, no problem." So Lord Shaw reads the note. He's like, "Oh, I should have known. Fine, let's get this over with." And then takes you over to a freaking dueling station because Pendleton has selected you to be his representative in a duel to the death. And it's the traditional old school walk ten paces, turn around. With like, pistols. It was so hilarious. I was like, oh, Pendleton, I am going to stab yeah. you so hard when we get back. And then even, I tried I, like, everything. I tried I tried to cheat and 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 everything. It was a pain in the butt unless you did it the way you were supposed to. I actually did it on my low chaos playthrough. I was like, oh crap, what am I going to do? I actually switched to the sleep bolt and I crossbowed him and the guys walk up and they're like, yeah, he's dead. <laughs> like, okay, that works. Oh man, I tried to, to because again, I was going full on chaos. So I was like, screw that. And every time I was trying to shoot one, then the other, one would jackrabbit out of the way. Then I'm chasing after him. By that point, everybody's on me. And I tried, finally I gave up and I just did the freaking duel and I, I killed him. So... <laughs> But I thought it was hysterical as well, too. And it's like, oh, Pendleton, <laughs> you, you was going to pay for this. <laughs> and then you actually get to the party and all credit in the world to the level designers here. Oh, because yeah. I mean, they had fountains and ice sculptures and a buffet that was spraying confetti and champagne everywhere. It was ludicrous, but perfect at the same time and that's another one of those parts where you know you're going through and just interacting with all the people all the gossip about you know the high life and you know pulling you know urchins off the street and using them you know in the bedroom and all kinds of craziness going on like at one point like of course i was going around robbing the place blind oh yeah and somebody saw me steal one of the trays 
And I was like, oh, crap. And he's like, oh, that's okay. We all bring bigger pockets just for that same reason. And I was like, Sweet. We had our help sew in extra pockets before we came. <laughs> Something else, though, is that it paid to actually listen to more and to talk to a bunch of the, the, the guests. Because then it kind of unlocked a few things here and there that you could mm-hmm. do. I don't know if you talked to everybody. I talked to quite a few. Because when you get there, you know you have to kill Lady Boyle. Two problems. You don't know which Lady Boyle because there's three of them and they're all wearing masks anyway. So once you figure out which one you have to kill, you still don't know which one is which. And it's this huge mystery. You know, it's a puzzle that you have to try and get all the clues, go around talking to all the guests. Like, oh, I heard, you know, this. And I actually, um, did you go up to their bedrooms? Yes. Yes, I did. Yeah, I snuck by the guard and I could only get to the two bedrooms because every time I tried to go out into the hallway, there was like 7,000 guards there. (laughs) I killed them all. (laughs) Really? Yeah. So that's why I actually, that's one of the places where I went back to an older save just because um, I got to the point where I decided to kind of wander off on my own before I'd figured out which boil it was. And then I was killing the guards in upstairs and there was a bunch of them, but I killed them all. And then when I went to the last bedroom, that was the lady Boyle's bedroom and she was there cowering. And then I shot her and then it was done. And I went, no, 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 no. I need more than this. So I went back. And then at that point, you can go through the whole thing. And that's one of the reasons, too, that a low chaos playthrough didn't appeal to me as much doing it again, just because it takes so much out of the game if you know right away who your target is and everything. Because there's so much to even like you look at this chapter, there's so much to do that you can do and have fun with it that if you know, listen, I just got to go and get the, the chick in the white. Well, that really ruins a lot of it. Spoiler. <laughs> oh, please. If they don't know <laughs> yeah. that by now, come on. <laughs> but it, it, it's so many options. Like I was possessing rats. I was clawing through holes. I was disabling the entire alarm system one piece at a time. <laughs> like they, they had the... Uh, you know, the arc pylon over the stairs so that you couldn't go upstairs. And I, oh, I disabled that. And anyway, <laughs> then I possessed the guard and walked up there. <laughs> but um, they also, you met the weird guy in the in the, the funky bunny mask, I think it was. He looked, he looked kind of like Frank from Danny Darko. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Find out that he is Lady Boyle's long lost love, or at least he thinks so. <laughs> and that if you give her to him, he'll take her away and never to be seen again. So that's how that's how I found out which Lady Boyle I was looking for. And then I still had to figure out which color she was wearing. And you meet the Lady White, I think her name was, then the moth mask. Did you did you meet her? Yeah, I think she's the one that tells you. Yeah. And like, you know, you just go get her a drink and, you know, she hits on you and stuff. But I think it was hilarious because the whole time there's some other guy talking to her, you know, trying trying to worm her way into his or trying to worm his way into her good graces. And then you come along and she just like shows the guy off. And every time I walked past that guy for the rest of the party, he had some smart ass. <laughs> no, see, when I talked to her, she was alone. So oh, the other oh. guy had wandered off. I did so much wandering around. Like I wasted a ton oh, spent, of time. Oh, I spent so much time. Because I was stealing oh, everything. I was stealing everybody's pouches that they carried. <laughs> and you had to be careful because if you took too many at the same time, then the guards went after you. But if you were selective and just kind of followed them around, you could make a decent coin. <laughs> so when you, okay, this is what I want to know because I only did it my way kind of thing. Um, you, did you, for your low chaos, then bring the Lady Boyle down to the dude? 
Yes. Okay, so you gave him the white one. Yes. See, I gave him the one in red. <laughs> and I got a quest completion. So maybe it's random. He was so happy. No, because the Lady Boyle was the one in white. Um, but there are three Lady Boyles kind of thing. He, he didn't know which he one. He didn't know which one. So I gave him <laughs> the one in red and I got the the completion. I felt bad too. Here I am sending this woman off to be a slave. Um, and he takes off with her and he's all happy. Boom, quest complete. And then I went upstairs <laughs> and there's the woman in white waiting for me. And then there's a couple of different ways to get her upstairs as well. See, it was the the first time, once I found out who it was, I just walked up to her and, you know, I was like, oh, I need to talk to you. And like, she takes me over to the secluded music room and I was like, oh, okay, there's nobody here. Stab. Well, <laughs> but then the second time I was like, oh, they need your help down in the kitchens. And, you know, she walks down there and, you know, that's when I choked her out and then dragged her with me. Okay, see, when I, my first time when I played it, again, it was mayhem everywhere, so she was hiding in her bedroom and I just shot her. But if you go up to her bedroom and she's not there, um, she has a journal that you can read that basically says, I'm going to get plastered tonight and sleep with the first guy who proposes, who propositions me. That wasn't her, though. That was one of the other sisters. Is it really? Yes, okay, because so I, I, got... I, I, I found the two other sisters' bedrooms, but I, was I couldn't certain get... it was her. I couldn't get to the main bedroom because there were just too many guards in the way. I was positive that like, was And her. even on high chaos, they were killing me. <laughs> okay. Damn it. I'm going to have to check my uh, the playthroughs again. Because I was there positive was, that was, that's how I got her upstairs. There was, um, next to the banquet table, there was that little staircase that you could sneak up. And that led you directly into one of the sisters' bedrooms. And then I went through the attic to get to the other one. But I the, the hallway just had way too many guards. So See, I, I went through the, the hallways because there was actually some. There was a, like a, a but treasure I, 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 room. I remember the one you're talking about. Yeah, there was a, a treasure room that you can go into that had some paintings that you could steal to make some some decent coin and some other stuff as well. And I just found it fun to to to, to have all the guards on me because I would just kind of hide and wait for them to be close and then find some creative way to kill them. So it was like, bring it on, boys! Yeah, just so <laughs> like every time I like I tried to. As soon as I opened the bedroom door, I had nine guards on me. I was like, oh. <laughs> All right. So is that it? I think that was it. I think that, that was <laughs> it. Yeah, I, at I that just point. absolutely loved all the options that mission gave you and how so much of it was, you know, the rest of the game is, you know, sneaking through the shadows, running around. But that was you actually got to be out in the open and, you know, walking around. Did you sign the guest book? Yes, I did. That was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. and I was like, oh, I'm signing this thing. You, you did, and right. then it, it, even later on, it shows up like uh, somebody signed into uh, Lady Boyle's party as Corvo Atano. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's probably a hoax, but. <laughs> but who knows? <laughs> but there's a dead guard over there. So <laughs> did you go into the uh, the basement where like the um, the maids were going and everything else? I think so. You would have had to. You had to go for the. One? Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. So but no, I. Uh, oh. There's a room down there I couldn't get. You know what? Yeah, the chick that wanted to have sex, that's the one that I gave to the dude who took mm-hmm. her off in his boat. Okay. So, yeah, that's right. No, you're absolutely right. I can't remember now. I got the lady in white. But, yeah, the red one, that's what I did. Okay, let's move on. So, at this point now, you've done what you had to do. You did the deed. You go back to the loyalists again. At this point, you can do another game of hide-and-seek with Emily. Did you do that? I didn't. No, I didn't even know that was an option. Yeah, it is, apparently. Uh, you're told that you have to go uh, back to the tower, Dunwall Tower, and at this point now you're going to kill the Lord Regent. Um, this is, again, this tons was of stuff. I'll let you take this one, too. 
I mean, just just getting there was a challenge because you they I mean, he dropped you off way out in the boonies like you had to swim through the the uh, the inlet and climb up the 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 oh God, I'm blanking the thing that raises the boat up. Yeah, <laughs> you had to climb up that thing. I, and there were tall boys everywhere like this. This was a nightmare trying to get through, even on high chaos, because you don't really want to mess around with those tall boys unless you have a good hiding place. And there weren't any. But I mean, both I, I actually ended up getting into it the same way both times, just because I, I had so much trouble in my high chaos playthrough. I'm like, there's no way I'm going to find a better way to sneak in. So I actually found uh, the engineer. Did you find him? Nope. I found the engineer who's in charge of the entire drainage system for the, the tower. And like, I just walked up to him. I was like, I'm going to stab you. I'm going to stab you. He's like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> I don't like these guys any more than you do. <laughs> and then he opens up a passage and lets you swim through the moat and takes you right in. Oh, dude, that's no fair. I had, oh man, I had a bitch of a time getting in there. And and I said, once I found that path on my high chaos, I didn't even bother looking for yeah, something no different kidding. on my low chaos. I took the high route once again. And if you follow the ledges along the building, once you get close enough, and you kind of jump onto a fence, jump onto here, and then go up, and um, and you got to go through the, this little kind of barricade thing on the side. But anyways, you find a ledge to the main building, and then there's a ventilation shaft kind of place that's yeah. open. I, I think I ended up at that same shaft. So I actually just climbed through there, and it was good too because you could listen to some of the conversations going on as well. So that's the way I got in. Mm-hmm. So once you get in, you know, it, there's guards everywhere. Which, if you're high chaos, doesn't matter. Now, here's the cool thing I did on high chaos. I walked right up to the television and called the Lord Regent on the phone. <laughs> he's like, he, he answered you because it's, a, it's a, like a video phone. And he is like, what are you more? It's you. <laughs> and, and then he goes to this huge diatribe of like, you know, and you'll never get to me. And then he summons more guards for you. But it was hilarious. I was like, I was like, oh, huh, what's this thing do? And I was like, oh, crap, it's him. See, I <laughs> so, had to be so much for sneaking. Yeah, really? In. Yeah, because if you alert him, then he kind of hides in this special room. Otherwise, you have a, an easier shot at him. But I had to be careful not to get too many guards on me because I'd run out of freaking bolts or I only had a couple left. <laughs> and so for me, it was pretty tricky at that point being, you know, careful with how I kill them and not to attract too much attention. So did you make it into his room? His his bedroom? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that's where I, that, that friggin' treasure chest. I was like, how do I unlock the stupid treasure yeah. chest? I, I Did you ever unlock that? <laughs> yeah, you go on to Google. <laughs> Google has all the combinations. <laughs> well, when you're doing a low chaos playthrough, which, God, is so hard. Like, I think I possessed every single person in that place three times just getting through it. Like, you know, it'll last long enough to get me around the corner and then I'd jump up to a ledge and hide out behind a lamp for a while. I went through every freaking mana potion I had, but there's the, uh, the broadcast tower where they do yeah. like the, the, you know, the announcements for the, did you ever get in there? Yep. Yep. Okay. How did you get in there? Oh, Jesus, dude. Cause I really want to know. I, cause I, I know the way I got in there was not the correct way. Isn't that just, you climb up the, uh, I, I possessed a whole bunch of guys Mm-hmm. And because there's one guy that's in a kind of a chamber that's sunken in and he's rattling off some crap there. 
Right, but that's I, up at the top. You got to get past the arc pylon. Yeah, I just shot it. I used I possessed guys to go through the the arc pylons. See, I, that's I just possess and go through and then kill them as soon as I got through. And like there was a bunch of guards with uh, with dogs too. So mm-hmm. I would just again possess kill kill um, right. or use I dude slow time. Oh, See, that made me feel. Here's so how good. I got into the broadcast tower. <laughs> I snuck up just outside the door and I was able to blink to a perfect distance that brought me to the center of the room and then dropped me down to the bottom floor before the arc pylon could zap me. Oh, really? And then I just pulled the plug on the arc pylon and walked up the staircase. No, I possessed some guys to get through, and then I just like, I tried that. Up. I just couldn't keep them possessed long enough because as soon as I would get, you know, halfway down the staircase, I would pop out and the arc pylon would zap me immediately and I'd be screwed. No, I didn't have any problem. Oh, hold on. You know what? No, before that, I possessed some guys, but I disabled the arc pylon on I the stairwell. I couldn't why not? The only place I found the key to that door was behind the door. <laughs> no, I'd found the key somewhere else. I, I I have no idea where that key was then because I had a hell of a time. You know what? There. That might be the place where I went in through the sewer as well because there was one place where you got in through the The, the only the way sewer. in was to either walk through the door with the key or to get past that arc pylon. No, no. I'm talking about there's another spot. I, I'm trying to remember now because I think there was a sewer... And then there was a key on the other side if you went through. Hmm. And that might very well be the one because there, I there got were the keys key. to doors everywhere. Yeah. So I had a key to go in and then I just grabbed the, well, the first time I shot the whale canister and the whale oil and basically that alerted all the guards. So then the second, I just went back to an old save and I just took it out and dropped it. And then I was fine. I just climbed the stairwell all the way to the top and dude was there giving his, his speech. It was like, stabity stab. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. <laughs> well, if you chose not to stab him, <laughs> he's like, you know, the Lord Regent does some really terrible things. And there's logs of it that he keeps in his safe in his room. He's like, here's the code. Ah. Go get it. <laughs> so, of course, at this point on my low chaos playthrough, the Lord Regent was in his bedroom still. I didn't call him on the phone and tell him I was, I was coming. <laughs> <laughs> so he hadn't gotten into his safe room yet. <laughs> So he was still in there. So that would have been super easy then. Yeah, I just oh, walked man. up behind him. I had choked him out and then left him there, broke into the safe, got the codes, and brought them back upstairs to the broadcaster. And we broadcast all of the Lord Regent's crimes to the entire country. Oh, isn't that awesome? So once I once I'm cl- once I'm leaving the tower, you actually see all the guards hauling him off. <laughs> it was really cool. Huh? Yeah. No, I see. Jeez. For me, I had to chase the bastard, and he got oh, he was all the safe way room. back in the yeah. safe room. Yeah, I, so, I did that way too. So. That was pain in the ass because you got the freaking tall boy walking through, guarding right there. So that one was a little tricky. I actually just kind of blinked up, and then you could break the uh, shoot the whale oil canister off to the side with a, a bolt, which then let you just go right in. Well, incendiary arrows take a. Uh, I was Good care of the tall boys. Well out of them. <laughs> Forget about it. <laughs> I at least managed to conserve ammo. <laughs> so then he already knew who you were. Yeah. Because, see, when you go said, through. I told him I was coming. Yeah. When you go through there, um, I did it two times because I wanted to see a couple. Of, well, actually, I did three times just to see the different things that could happen. So you could make your way to him in that room. And then you got to be careful that, you know, because not to have alerted too many guards kind of thing, and then talk to him. 
And he's like trying to explain himself and this and that. And like, who are you? And you can either just kill him outright or you could tell him who you are. And so I reveal myself to him. And then it was like all this big tirade speech kind of thing. And then just kind of shoot him. stabbed him in the throat. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then another time. And see, this is where one of the problems I had with the game is that at times, especially at very climactic times, it could be too easy depending on how you played it. I shot the whale oil thing, snuck in, and before he turned around to see me, he got a bolt in the back of his head. And it was done. And it was like, well, that is pretty anticlimactic. And I like I stole stuff that was around in the room, and then I could leave without any of the guards having known I was there. Oh, no. He saw me coming a mile away. Yeah. Like I said, I blew up the tall boy in the room. It was kind of hard to hide at that yeah. point. See, I did and not. He just kept summoning guards. Like, he had, like, stealth ninja assassin guards. Like, and I ended up having to, you know, do some work to get in there. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so there's a couple but of different the ways lo- to do The that. low chaos way was so fun. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> just, to, just to see his own guards hauling him out of the bedroom in chains. Ah, dude, that would have been awesome. That would have been awesome. Uh, now, the one thing we didn't mention at this point yet, obviously we should have before, was back at the freaking golden cat there, you actually do get Emily. I mean, we've kind of forgot to mention that. We mentioned that you can do a hide and seek with her <laughs> later, but we forgot to mention you actually get her. And then you bring her back kind of thing. And so then she's kind of being groomed and whatnot. So you think at this point here that um, you've gotten Emily, you've killed the Lord Regent, game's kind of going to be over at this point and if you're kind of tallying the math at this point you still haven't put a crap load of hours in a number of hours but still i mean it would be a fairly short game at this point kind of thing so you head back to the loyalists and you let them know everything that's going on i mean by this point in time you've taken care of the pendleton twins as well um and you've done all the dirty work that they needed done case closed they're celebrating in the pub and you find out that you got drugged. So, and you start to, to pass out as you go to bed and you find out that, yes, you were drugged and by all of the, the, the guys, by Havelock and by Pendleton and, um, and, and Samuel's there as well. And, um, and you find out though that as they leave, Samuel tells you that he only gave you half of the dosage of the poison and that with any luck you would survive kind of thing and then so when you come to somewhat he's got you in a boat and he's sending you off and then you realize there's likely to be still quite a bit more to this game and they're holy crap there is so now you are picked up by a band of assassins that are led by Dowd and you find out that he's the one that sent the assassins off to kill the empress at the very beginning and he strips you of your weapons your 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 gear and everything and kind of slaps you down and you got to in a cell you got to escape and get your weapons back and i found this chapter was very cool too because a you 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 stripped nothing and yeah. you're starting from scratch. This is where if you put runes in specific points, it's really going to come in handy. But also <laughs> I found it cool because of the setting. You got these crumbling buildings all over the place. And then you're having to fight these bastard assassins, which are tough oh. to fight. I, oh. Again, I don't even want to imagine what it was like on cha- low chaos because on high chaos. Lots well, of it, sleep darts. Yeah, it was fun this- though. This is where I ended up on my low chaos playthrough getting my one kill of the game. Right. Because I'd gotten through, 
like after you get your gear back and you have to make it through like the little shanty town. It's there's assassins everywhere. I was just sleep darting. I, I ended up getting into combat with like five of them at once. <laughs> I was like, what do you do on a low chaos playthrough in active combat? <laughs> you run, <laughs> you yeah. hide. That's not easy to do against assassins. So after this huge, long drawn out thing, I had one assassin left that hadn't seen me. Shot him with the sleep arrow. He fell off the top of the oh. damn building and died. I was like, I am not Do redoing all of that. <laughs> so that is where I had my one kill for the entire game. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, because they have a lot of the same tools that you do. So they do blink around all over the place and stuff. So it was it was challenging at points. But I also found the stories here super interesting. Because if you listen around and depending on how you went about it kind of thing, when you get to where Dowd is supposed to be, you can you can listen to his journal and you can read some stuff that's there as well and whatnot. So you get a lot of information there as well. Actually, you know what? Before we keep going on that, though, I forgot to mention one of the things. When you're at the tower, the Dunwall Tower, did you actually go into the basement for the torturer? The Lord Regent's yes, torturer. Yes. Okay. Did you read the note that was by on the table by the Lord the torturer? I did, but I honestly can't remember it. How can you not remember it? The Lord Regent's torturer is Granny Rags's son. Yes, that's right. Oh my God! I read the letter, and it's this this sweet letter to this torturer. Who, dude? That son of a bitch was hard to kill. Holy right, crap! No, no, no. Hold on hell. a second. Imagine how hard it was to get to that guy on low chaos. All right, because it's just a passageway. There's nowhere to hide. There's, it took me forever to get down there. And once I get down there, there's no way to not kill him. Sleep darts do not work yeah. on him. I shot him in the face with six sleep darts and it did nothing. So I had, after all that work, I had to revert my save and skip the torturer oh, altogether. Man. Couldn't you sleeper hold him? I, I couldn't get close enough to him. Ah, you know what you should have done? You had the friggin' dog. No, you sleep the dog. I, I tried I, that, dude. but I, it alerted him. Oh, no, it, it, it worked for me. Oh. Uh, trust me, I went back to saves over and over and over and over again for this one. So you sleep the dog, and then he just kind of is wandering around, and then I tried to fight him using several different methods and <laughs> it was like he either would kill me no problem or it was i used up all my potions and everything and it wasn't worth it kind of thing the best way to do it and the easiest again cheap but work sleep the dog possess him once he comes out of the possession he's right in front of you stab him in the neck it's one shot yeah at least on my high chaos i shot the dog and, you know, it, it still alerted him and he came over. But, you know, a few bullets to the face kind of set him right. No, no, that the, that way was easiest. But then, yes. So then there's a letter on a table and I believe there's like blood all over the place and everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. Too, it's, yeah. It's, it's and here's this letter from his mom, Granny Rags. I just, oh, I, I laughed out loud when I, when I read that. I thought it was awesome. Okay, so going back now to the, where we're at, to where we at here. We're in the, the flooded district with the assassins. The Yes. Yeah, that's right. So the, um, no, we're, had we gotten to that point yet? Yeah. No, no, I'm trying to look. Yeah, because you rescue Piero and Sokolov later on. Yeah, Once we you haven't come through, there Yeah, yet. that's later on. Yeah. So you're, you have to basically make your way to Dowd and fight Dowd. Um, can, can we talk about how awesome Dowd is for a minute? Knock yourself out. 
because I, 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 I knew I recognized the voice and for the life of me, I couldn't place it. And of course, to come to find out it's Michael Madsen, who's friggin' awesome. And yeah. I was, I realized like, Oh, he's basically playing the same exact character he played in kill bill. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know, he's an assassin and he's, but the, just his demeanor because, because of that voice, even with the most innocent things he's saying, he is so menacing. You never see his face. You know, it's though they built up this amazing character that they now need to come back to somehow. I, I want to play a game as Dowd. Yeah. <laughs> let me, let me do that. Yeah. They, well, they, they, in everything in the IP, they need to go back to it at some point with something else. I'm, I'm, I really hope they will. Because he has some sort of link to the outsider and he was able to grant powers to his yep. followers. Yep. There's a lot more there that they need to explore. Yeah, definitely. No, I absolutely agree. So, yeah, so you basically recover your, your stuff. Um, here, too, is a side quest that I did not do, and it was to help Slackjaw defeat Granny. Did you do that? I, on my first time through, because I had helped Granny Rags... Um, this is after you get past Dowd, so we're going to come back yeah. to that in a second. Oh, um, you're not done with Dowd? Well, you, oh, because you didn't do low chaos. No. You stabbed Dowd in the face, I'm assuming. Yeah. Well, there's a low chaos way to send Dowd a message by picking his pocket without him seeing you. Okay. Oh. Th- which you'd think is easy. <laughs> Dowd is good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I possessed his guard. And tried to walk up to him. He's like, I know your footsteps, Corvo. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> like, I had to go through so much to, to position myself to pick his pocket. But that's one of those things that was so rewarding once I did it. <laughs> so Okay, so what happens then? And nothing. You just pick his pocket and you go on your way. You never see him again. Oh, well, that sucks. But it kind of has that, you know, that poetic justice of, you know, you think you're, you know, you're Billy Badass, the greatest assassin. I'm just a little better than you are. Right. Okay. So my way of telling them is better is better. (laughs) You have to make your way out through the sewers. And if you did the Granny Rags side quest, the sewer gate was locked. And one of uh, Slackjaw's guys was there. He's like, you know, oh, boss has got the key. And then he dies. (laughs) And you come to find out Granny Rags has Slackjaw tied up. And is ready to cook a stew out of him. <laughs> now, since I had helped Granny Rags earlier in the game, you had I threw stew? Slackjaw into the fucking pot. <laughs> like, you literally had to throw him into the pot. It was part of the quest. Oh <laughs> but see, now there's, because there's an achievement for completing the Granny Rags side quest, which I got. But there's also an achievement for completing the Slackjaw side quests, which I must have missed something somewhere on my low chaos playthrough because I didn't do all of Slackjaw's stuff. Because once I got back to that same doorway, it was open. So I couldn't go like and then the other doorway was locked where Granny Rags would have had Slackjaw tied up because I wanted to see the other side of that of setting Slackjaw free. And I never got that opportunity. Ah, Damn it. I missed that. It was hilarious, though. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> he's pleading for his life, and he's like, I'll give you all money. And this, <laughs> It was so good. All right. So, I'm, again, I'm trying to remember whether or not... 
So at this point, you're going back to the Loyalists. Yes, you're on your way back to the Houndsburg. I thought you did the Loyalists first, though, and then you went back. No. No. Okay. So yeah, you go back. Yeah, you go back to at this point now, and you're going back to the Hounds Pit uh, Pub. Um, you're seeing that there's government all over the place, and this is where you find out that have the everything that happened, kind of thing, and um, Havelock actually killed a whole bunch of people, kind of thing. Um, they're wrapped up. The people that you'd gotten to he know assassinated the, or not assassinated, executed the entire staff. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. And then, did you read the notes on their their bodies? They, no. Oh yeah. Once. Well, okay. Backtrack. You go and you find out that Piero and Sokolov are holed up in his workshop, and uh, they are were put to work on an arc pylon, so to to wreak havoc kind of thing. But they actually configured the arc pylon to take out the government stooges and leave them safe. So then you got to go and get a whale oil can, make your way to the roof, put it in, and then you get to tell them if you wanted to assassinate everybody or no, no, just it wasn't put them to sleep. It was burn them to yeah. ash. That's what I did. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'd actually done a lot of bouncing around at this point too, and I'd found, um, who is it that uh, you talked to? Um, the, the one maid girl was hiding in the apartment. Cecilia was there. That's yeah, Cecilia. Yeah. So basically she is there, and then I did some shooting around of guys. I tried all kinds of stuff, but you got some tall boys there too, so it's hard. <laughs> but then once you take them all out one way or another, you can go inspect the bodies that they were standing I by. I never thought oh, to go yeah. over and there. And there were notes on each of them. And I was like, oh, dear Lord, I made the right choice frying them all. Because you read those notes and it's like, Well, the other man. option was to disable them and they're all unconscious yeah. anyway. Well, so. that's your low chaos. So Yeah. Um, but no, so I killed them all. So at this point now, Samuel is going to bring you so that um, you can be um, um, you can go and take out Havelock and Pendleton because they are at and who's the other dude Martin uh, what's that overseer Martin, overseer yeah, Martin. yeah so because they are now at the King Sparrow Island and this is where the former Lord Regent was building a new lighthouse and he has Havelock has Emily now so you are making your way back over there and Samuel is bringing you now <laughs> this is my one real issue with the game because on my playthrough, Samuel brings you there, mm-hmm. but then he starts giving you shit. Oh, yeah. And then he alerts them that you're what? there. Yeah. If you don't okay. kill him right away, he alerts them that I'm, and he says it, I'm going to alert them that you're here so that they know. And I'm going, so you must have killed a lot more people than I did then. You know what? Even on my low chaos playthrough, like he's going through describing, you know, all the terrible things, you know, he's like, we're all going to hell for this. You know, we're all monsters. And like, as I'm getting off the boat, he's like, you're probably the worst of us all, Corvo. And then he sails away. He's like, I hope I never see you again. And then that was it. So oh. you actually had a different outcome than I did he, for the high chaos. Low chaos was obviously completely different. He he was really, really not happy with me oh, at all. Man. And... And so, yeah, and he's saying, I'm going to alert them that you're here and fires a gun. Maybe maybe because I did some of the other side stuff, like saving, um, what's his name, Callista's uncle and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know. But see, what I didn't like about this is that, I mean, it's only just like a, a couple of chapters ago that, well, he only gave me half the poison. 
and he was somewhat nice to me at that point even. Because so, that was before they murdered everyone and he knew what he'd gotten himself into. I think seeing all of your friends killed in front of your eyes will kind of change something. I don't know. It just seemed to, to be way too snap judgment. Like it just was like, boom, this here he's being friendly with you and helping you out. Boom, here he's alerting them that you're there. At least the way I, on my playthrough, because I said my my high chaos was different than yours, it was, it was like, okay, these people need to die. This is the guy that needs to kill them, but I don't have to like it. Oh, it was, like, yours was completely oh, different. Oh, no, mine was different, no. So so, so when he alerted them, I fuck that shit. I went back to an old safe. <laughs> and just before he's like, I'm alerting, I went, stab in the throat. What you were saying? Sorry, Samuel, what were you saying? No. Oh, you killed Samuel. Damn right. Oh, oh you're my. one to talk. You are so one to talk. <laughs> Hello, ME3, anyone? Please. <laughs> I only killed somebody that wanted to make my life a lot rougher. More so, than wanted to make life rougher for the entire universe. Not true. Not true. He, he only wanted to do the right thing. <laughs> the right thing was the wrong choice. No, it wasn't. Um, so anyway, so here now, this was a bitch to get into as well and to navigate through oh, this island. Oh, my God. There was crap all over. Sears and the towers. Like, what was it? Um, way back at the beginning, uh, I think it was during the House of Pleasure because you had to go back to the same area a second time and they'd beefed up security. I actually managed to get on top of one of like the big gun tower things and rewire it. So it just started blasting all the guards. <laughs> I couldn't get on top of any of the ones here. <laughs> it infuriated me. Oh, I found it really hard. This is another one where I found a a kind of a vent to kind of go through. And then from there, Even I was... The vents were... Oh, yeah, yeah. I was popping in and out all over the damn place in this place. And yeah, it was tricky. Once again, too, because I hadn't made a crap load of money and I'd spent it on upgrades versus like, you know, bolts and everything. So I was kind of running a little <laughs> low on cash and bolts. So yeah, it was... And there were well, so many guys there. <laughs> I, th I think it's important that we say why there are so many guys around. Like, the, the, the loyalists aren't too happy right about now. Yeah, go ahead. Like, they, with all of, you know, the, the dirty deeds they've done, they've actually erupted into a civil war of their own with Martin, Pendleton, and Havelock, each splintering off into a different faction. So... You arrive on this island, and there's a war going on. That's why it's so hard to sneak into this bloody place. There are dudes everywhere. everywhere. We'll, we'll talk about the low chaos route a little later, but yeah, it was like, oh my god. See, and this is where I know I missed out on some great stuff, but by this point, because I... I tended to play this game late into the evenings after the wife had gone to bed <laughs> so that I'd sit down, I'd have my laptop on my lap and then I have my earphones on and I'd play till like late. So, and, and every time you think, oh, there, there can't be that much left, dude, there's a crap load of stuff still to do. So when it came t time to knock off Martin and Pendleton, I just shot him with a crossbow. As soon as I had him in my crosshairs, it was like, boom, gone. And I mean, Pendleton was already, he, he wasn't, yeah, there wasn't he, much life like left said, in him. Because when you get there, Martin and Pendleton are like yelling at each other across the, you know, the, the valley. And, you know, Martin's you know, in this fortified position and Pendleton's in like this blown out section of a wall. So I, I had a hard time getting to Martin, but then I was able to zip like right into the room with Pendleton, find out he got shot in the gut and he was dying. 
And so like he just goes on to this huge, you know, huge confession. He's like, oh, we did horrible things. You know, I thought we were doing it for the greater good. Like, you know, the the, the usual on my deathbed, I'm a terrible person Man. sort of stuff. Screw you. Bolt to the head. <laughs> and then he just keels over and dies on his own. It was so funny. <laughs> like I was like, I was ready to stab him and then he just died. <laughs> well, part of what I did, too, was, again, and, and this is one of the things that I loved about this game, once again, it's. If you are the type of player that allows yourself to get sucked in and identify with your character, it's a little kind of RPing kind of thing where you're you're really sucked in, it'll allow you to play how you want. Once again, giving you all those choices. So a lot of the things that I did was because again, I'm I'm in there. And at this point, yes, I'm 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 wanting to kind of get through all and whatnot, but at this point, I'm like, screw you. I don't care what your reason is, I don't need to hear it. Boom. Bolt to the head. We're done. That's it. So, and and then with Martin as well, I didn't listen to nothing. I just went in and bolts well, a blaze. At least with Pendleton, like ever since the uh, the House of Pleasure, he was distraught because you know he was partially responsible for the death of his own brothers. And like that was one of those cool things. Was like if you like explored the pub and like kept reading his journals and stuff, like you yeah. could see like he was degenerating rapidly. He was getting drunker and drunker. So like he, you know, it, there was a lot of that there. He's like you know what kind of man am I that, you know, I was responsible for the death of my own blood and, you know, this and that sort of stuff. Like he knew he deserved to die in the most horrible way possible. Yeah. Well, a bolt to the middle of the forehead does that. I was a little too quick. Well, I don't care. Um, So then anyways, you make your way into like the main kind of bedroom kind of thing. There's a crap load of stuff you can explore there as well. I was reading everything too, like because Havelock's journal is there. And you can basically follow through to every step of the way, having recruited you, Corvo, kind of along the way. And that was a fast, a fascinating read. I really enjoyed that. Well, that was also at the Hound's Pit, so. See, it wasn't, I'd read some of it, but it, they added to it again. So I, I, kept, you, I kept going there after each chapter. Oh, see, I didn't. Longer and longer. No, yeah. I'd only read it the one time. Yeah. And so I'd read a couple a- of the After entries. each mission, he wrote more. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. So yeah, once I read it at the end, it was like everything was there. And then there's a recording from him as well. Was it from him? Yeah, it was from him. The recording, is it from the Lord Regent or was it from... I think Havelock. it was Havelock. I think, yeah, I think it was Havelock. Yeah, because yeah. there's a recording you can listen to. Um, and then you make your way again up and up again until you get to the very top. Um, again, I just killed all of the guards along the way. You sleeper hold them, I'm sure. As you do. Yeah. And see, uh, what I said, my, my low chaos playthrough is a completely separate discussion we're going to have to come back to. Yeah. See, now here is yet again my, my point of some things can be too easy. This is the climax of the game. So Havelock has Emily. For some reason, they decided to walk out on this catwalk, you know, overlooking the water and everything. And when I, I went... Let's to, put it this way. If you're Havelock, do you have any prayer at all that you can stand up to Corvo? Yeah, really. So, so his only option was to take a hostage and hope for the best. Well, here is... Okay, so you, you're, you're, you're kind of in a little room. And then you look out a door and he's at the end of a pathway, a catwalk, and he's got her. But there's a space between them. So my first time, I just kind of went up and walked up and then he takes her kind of hostage. And then he says, don't take another step forward kind of. And I took a couple and, and he jumped off. Did he jump or did I shoot him now? I can't remember. But anyways, 
And so I run over and I'm thinking, oh, crap, Emily's dead. And she's just hanging on from the edge. And you pull her up and that's it. And I was thinking, well, that was a little easy. So then I went back to the, the save right before because I did one right right before. And I thought, okay, well, let's see what else we can do. I literally leaned over and shot him in the head with a bolt. Game over. That was it. It was done. And then the next time I... Um, I tried to shoot him later on, and he did take her with him, and they both died. And then the best one, though, is I actually possessed him so that I pos- – I actually – sorry, there was two other times. I possessed him, and then I jumped off the edge. <laughs> Forgot that that would kill me as well, and it did. And then the next time I possessed him, and then I just – when he came out of the possession, Emily had run away. He came out of the possession, and then he was in front of me, and I just stabbed him in the neck. So that was super easy. Like, really, there was no hard way to do it. But now, some now like I want to go back and see what happens if you wind blast both of them off the edge. Yeah, really, eh? But <laughs> the, it was so easy that you could literally lean in. They don't see you because you're leaning and snipe them in the head with a bolt and it's done. So that's like, I mean, there, there's so much. And I, it's not like I'm expecting a quote unquote boss fight, but more than that. Yeah. I, I I can agree with that. So go Especially ahead. Especially because, you know, we've seen it. It's kind of a cliche. We've seen that whole thing so many times before as well. well. The thing is, is again, I and I know and I'm just as bad for this, but it's it's been proven. Most people don't finish games. So, of course, they don't want to spend all of their development dollars on the final bosses and things like that, because so many people don't even see them. That said, though. And and I know that it's all part of the story. And in that regard, okay, it was good. There was some cliches, but it was still good. But there should have still been a little bit more difficulty than, you know, lean in, bolt to the head. So that I found a little disappointing. But I mean, in terms of the story and whatnot, no, I was digging it. I, I was I, hook, line, and sinker. I was there. Especially because so. that, that high chaos, you see how it affects Emily. Yes. Like even even before oh, yeah. you know they turn on you when you, when you're at the victory celebration she's like, "Oh, we did it. I'm going to be empress now and I'm going to be just like you, Corvo. Nobody's going to mess with me." Yeah, and I was look like, at "Oh her. shit." Yeah, look at what her drawing. What have I done? <laughs> I don't know if she does a different drawing if you do a low chaos then cuz her drawings are like sick and twisted, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, low chaos it's smiley happy pictures of me holding Corvo's hand. <laughs> <laughs> But but then yeah. you get to the ending and you know they see you know the iron reign of Empress Emily and <laughs> yeah. So going through that low chaos, completely different. Like they put a lot of time and effort into designing this last mission as two completely different missions. One is high chaos, one is low chaos. You get there as low chaos. There's no civil war. You know there's there's it's because when you get there at, on high chaos. It's storming, it's raining, it's dark. You get there in low chaos, it's, you know, smiley, happy butterflies around. Like, it's a beautiful day outside. There's actually not that many guards, thankfully, because, oof, that would have been rough. Like, there was enough to make it difficult, but if you if there was the same number of guards there, were, there had been on high chaos, I don't think you could have done it without killing all of them. Although, I guess at that point, it doesn't really matter since you're already at the end. But anyway, I decided to continue with it anyway. So... You finally get to uh, Havelock's, you know, the, the the actual lighthouse. And, like, I was like, okay, what's happening? Because there's, there's not a lot of places to hide in there. I'm, like, taking my time. I get all the way up. Have not a soul to be seen. It's just Havelock talking. I'm like, okay. So I kind of, I use my uh, my dark vision, see through the wall. I'm like, okay, you know, nothing. 
And then I look and it, it's Havelock is like standing on the, by the fireplace, like leaning on the mantle with the gut with a glass full of scotch or something. And then there's Martin and Pendleton sitting at the table slumped over dead. He poisoned their drinks. So and he's all like depressed. He's like, you know, I, I had a good life. And he goes into this whole thing about why he turned against the Lord Regent in the first place. Like he was the admiral of the entire Imperial Navy. Like he was one of those powerful people in the country. And like I guess I can't remember the specifics, but there was some sort of uh, extramarital affair with a prostitute that kind of, you know, led to his downfall. And, you know, he got kicked out of the Navy and, and he was disgraced. That's why he turned against the Lord Regent in the first place. And he's like, you know, and now here I am you know, being responsible for, you know, all these deaths on my head. And like, he's just so depressed. Like he realizes that he's done so much bad and it's a counterpoint to the example Corvo has set as low chaos by, you know, only killing that one poor assassin who, let's be <laughs> honest, deserved it. <laughs> and like you, you finally walk into the room and I'm like, Oh, I'm ready to go. I had my sleep dart trained on his head and he just turns around. He's like, Oh, Corvo. No, I'm not going to fight you. <laughs> Like, I know how that would end. <laughs> and he's like, and the whole time you hear Emily in the background, like pounding on the bedroom door. Let me out. Let me out. <laughs> and he's like, here's the key to Emily's bedroom right here. He's like, you can take her and go, you know, it's for the best, you know, that this country needs to heal and stuff like that. Like he's, he's realizing that he's done just as much harm as the Lord Regent did. And that's not the way to go about it. And then you just unlock the door and, you know, there's Emily and everybody lives happily ever after. <laughs> Damn it. But it's 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 such a cool counterpoint. And I'm glad I did the high chaos first because while there was still no difficulty, there was no last boss battle, it was a much stronger ending overall than the high chaos playthrough. So I'm glad I did the the low chaos last. So I would I would end on the high note. And of course, the entire end is different from there because you know it's it's you know, Emily's nicer and you know, she this golden age for for the Dunwall and, you know, age of prosperity, the rats all go away and, you know, and so it was, it was much, much cooler on the low chaos playthrough. Hmm. Yeah. See, that's one thing too. Like, yeah, I complained that it was a little too easy. Well, way too easy kind of thing at the end, but you do have to take into consideration how much money was put into doing those two different endings kind of thing. And that they are so starkly different. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's not like you played through and then, you know, green ending, blue ending. <laughs> It was yeah. it it was two completely different final missions. So yeah, no, it's and again, just closing out. Such an amazing game. I know that we kind of spoil some stuff here talking about, but if you have not played it, oh god, definitely pick it up. You can get it on the cheap now too on sales, and uh, it's just such an absolutely phenomenal game to play through. I I, I had so much fun playing it. Yeah, I easily one of the best games last year. Yeah, definitely. No, so like uh, no competition, like top five without a doubt. Yeah. So yeah, again, I was still thinking about it kind of thing. And I would still myself put The Walking Dead above it. Mm-hmm. But having finished this off and, and even only doing the one playthrough still, man, it's it's a close second. I, I enjoyed this that much. I think when we were talking about The Walking Dead, I hadn't finished my second playthrough yet. No, you had not. Finishing that second playthrough elevated Dishonored even more. Yeah. (laughs) See, I hadn't finished the first playthrough. So then once I finished that off, it was like, wow, like this really 
was amazing. And it was amazing for a variety of reasons. And I think that's what's important and, and what I hope we see from a lot more games in the future because it gave you that sense of of exploration that you can go out and do stuff on your own pace without being lost in it. It had a nice linear quest line that still kind of branched off a bit here and there. But we, we've talked a lot about you being able to make your own moral choices as you're playing and stuff like that. And this allowed you to do that in a way that, that really did make a difference in the entirety of the game. I mean, you look at the Mass Effect games and you look at especially again mass effect 3 which mentioned there where your choices made so little difference in the ending whereas with this it made an absolutely huge it it made the difference between samuel living and dying is what it did (laughs) (laughs) so at the end like the thing i'll the most praise i can give to it is you know, I work at a retail store and we have a video game area where we have a screen that, you know, plays trailers and stuff. And, you know, every once in a while I'll be walking by and it'll be playing the Dishonor trailer with a little girl singing the Seaman song. And as soon as I hear that, like, I instantly remember the entire game. So it's it's left a powerful impression on me just of sheer quality. Yeah, yeah. And it is something that I've only done the one playthrough and I've been holding off on uninstalling it. I very nearly did just so that there was no chance I'd play it again just because I have so many games to finish. Um, But I'm probably going to hang on to it on the hard drive just because I would like to play it again and I would like to do the the low chaos if I have the patience for it, of course. Oh, yeah, that, wow. (laughs) Yeah. So with that, we're actually going to wrap it up for this week. Thank you very much for listening. Our next episode is going to be out in a little while it's going to be a way different kind of episode where we're going to be playing a board game that is an online kind of board game thing that vince found what's it called again desperate gods God, yes so and we'll see if we can make it past the second turn without virtually killing each other through skype <laughs> i think we will have a blast we're going to be brought i'm going to see about potentially even broadcasting that live if anybody wants to listen in live and we'll be playing the game and it should be a blast i can't tell you exactly when that'll be out but i would expect it in the next couple of weeks so anyways thanks for listening make sure to drop by internetdragons.tv for a bunch more videos there's going to be a couple of new videos out for i know for myself i'm working on one right now for a review of an ios game that should be out soon and we should be seeing some more from vince shortly what are you working on now um well as uh, anybody who's followed knows that i've sent out our recruitment drive yes for the internet dragons international orbital terrorism squad playing through XCOM. so that's going to be a lot of fun uh those are a lot of work to make though because those are heavily heavily edited from the gameplay and then um i've actually been doing some practicing on my own uh before i jump into the uh big bad world of actually playing dota 2 because uh our buddy malagash actually gifted me a copy of it so and in his honor, I'm going to at least try to play a couple games <laughs> online for videos. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, I am hoping to pick up that Ninu Kimu Kimu I just bought it today. Yes, dude. Like that, that's what I was talking to you the other night. I had actually done another uh, demo playthrough like I did for Devil May Cry. Right. And I had the whole video like edited and that's when I destroyed the audio and I just didn't have t- enough time to come back and redo it. And by the time I would have had time, the game was out anyway. So, well, I'm going to be picking that sucker up. I want to do a couple of videos. Oh, it's, for that too. Oh, it's fan. Did you play the demo? No, I didn't. That's the thing. Oh my God. That game is I'm gorgeous. such a huge fan of Studio Ghibli. Of course. I mean, I, I just have to. 
Like, I have to play this. There, there was a point in the video of that, my now abandoned video, where I get to the world map and I was just like, I'm going to shut up for a minute. And I just cranked up the music volume and like gorgeous. It's the greatest world map I have ever seen in my life. Right. Oh, <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. And one day we may get more videos from Joe. I, I, he's apparently he's got gigs, hundreds of gigs of footage. One day we may be graced with actually seeing Listen, it ourselves. I had hundreds of gigs of footage and it turned to that three and a half minute. Made it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, anyways, like I said, we're going to wrap it up. Check us out at internetdragons.tv or on Twitter at internetdragons. Take care, folks.